Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. How do we find our purpose in life? Well, guys, Habakkuk, the prophet, knows the feeling. He's asking similar purpose questions. He's writing in Judah, the southern kingdom, in the midst of chaos and sin and injustice around about the 7th century BC. Judah is suffering under the weight of Assyrian rule. And when Habakkuk complains about this to God, God says he's about to raise up yet another evil nation, Babylon, to crush and annihilate the people of Judah because of their sins. And Habakkuk's going, what on earth? What is the purpose in all of this? And from a place of inner turmoil and anguish, Habakkuk invites us on a spiritual journey. A journey from lament to praise. From worry to worship. And from burden to blessing. And right in the middle of that journey, in the darkest of places, God gives Habakkuk a stunning promise. It's a promise that turns the tide of his emotions and outlook. It's a promise that refreshes and reinvigorates his soul. St. Matt's, in a world such as ours, full of sin and injustice, of wars and violence, Habakkuk invites us to experience the same joyful promise and purpose that caused his own heart to overflow with praise. We're going to see three things from this passage tonight. And we're zooming in on verses 12 to 14. We're going to see the world's purpose, God's purpose, and our purpose. So the first, the world's purpose. The world's purpose is to fill the earth with its own glory. Have a look with me at verses 12 to 13. We see the world's purpose as represented in Babylon. Babylon's purpose is painted in stark contrast to God's purpose. We see it there in verse 12. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. See, Babylon establishes itself on bloodshed and violence. If you look a little bit back to chapter 2, verses 4 to 5, we get a little window into Babylon's heart out of which the, the actions flow. You see there, the enemy, Babylon, is puffed up. His desires are not upright. He's arrogant, never at rest, as greedy as the grave, like death is never satisfied. Babylon builds its kingdom on arrogance, on greed, on economic injustice, on violence, on murder and idolatry. Babylon seeks its own power, strength and glory, and this is its purpose. And it doesn't care if it tramples others in the process of realizing that purpose, it must win at all costs, it will win at all costs, and it is never satisfied until it gains absolute supremacy. My friends, so much war is about this, isn't it? Expanding strength and power, exploiting others for financial gain, crushing others for self-glory. Guys, You know as well as I do, right, that Babylon is alive and very much well around us today. And you know, here's the scary thing. Babylon is alive and well deep down in our own proud and often self-glorifying hearts. 
The Lord says in chapter 2, verse 13, Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire, that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? Babylon's purpose, the world's purpose, and if we're honest with ourselves, too often our own purpose, is to fill the earth with our own man-made, twisted, counterfeit glory and strength. But you know, all of Trump's towers and all of Elon's powers are nothing to the maker of galaxies and government. This type of self-glory never lasts. Its labor will be fuel for the fire. It brings us to our second point, God's purpose. God's purpose is to fill the earth with his glory. Have a look down with me at verse 14. You see, in contrast to Babylon's unholy purpose, God reveals her, his purpose in the midst of deep gloom. This verse shines like a brilliant light in the darkness. Have a look with me. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. See, though Babylon's injustice and arrogance reigns, God will judge every injustice. He will display his mercy to Israel. And in doing all of this, his glory will be revealed. And in the spirit, Habakkuk is also talking about something far, far greater. We see in chapter 2, verse 3, that he's speaking of the end. God's giving him this awesome glimpse of the last day. A day when God's glory will fill the entire earth. I wonder if you can just imagine with me what that day will be like. I wonder if you can feel the joy of that day. It's a day when you'll never have to worry about wars or violence or viruses or sickness or death or bushfires or flooding. A day when every injustice will be put right, where Jesus will establish perfect peace in all the earth. A world where all your fears are gone. All your deep insecurities and anxieties are lifted. Where painful struggles with sin and addiction are gone. A world where nothing can ever come between you and him. A world where you'll see his glory face to face. And where you'll experience his never-ending love where every morning the light of Christ's face will shine more brightly and more beautifully than the day before, a day when your soul will soar in eternal delight and when you will be made whole and holy in his beautiful presence. My friends, this is his glory filling the earth as the waters cover the seas and that is his ultimate purpose. See, friends, this verse points forward ultimately to Jesus' second coming when he will return as judge to crush every evil Babylon and establish his perfect new creation. And all of this was bought at the price of his first coming when through Jesus, heaven touched earth in Christ incarnate who tasted death and punishment and wrath for our sin, who defeated sin and death and Satan for all time, who rose again for our justification and opened the door for intimate relationship with him. And he did all of that to fulfill his ultimate universal purpose to fill the whole earth with the knowledge of his glory and to secure for us our perfect future in his new creation. 
So what's our purpose? That's our final point for tonight, guys, to align our lives to his glorious purpose. Some of you might be thinking, well, look, what is what is this ultimate purpose of God have to do with me? What does this beautiful verse in Habakkuk 2.14 have to do with my life? Absolutely everything. St. Matt's, our purpose begins with a basic desire. And it's God's desire, not ours. His desire, it's clear in this verse, is that the whole earth be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. His desire is that every nation, every people group, every person throughout all of earth may come to know the glory of God in his son, Jesus. And it's this desire that Jesus wants burning in our hearts when he teaches us to pray our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, as God rules perfectly in heaven, so may it be increasingly so on earth. May we see his glory filling our earth today. May we see more of heaven invading earth through the gracious rule of Jesus. And may we see more people entering the kingdom from all nations. May we pray earnestly together, God, may you fill the earth as the waters cover the sea with your glory. May your kingdom come. Would you come and rule in my heart more fully today? Would you come in the hearts of all who don't yet know your glory? Would you come to the Alu people of Indonesia where not a single person has known you? Would you come to the Alawite people of Syria who have never tasted your salvation? Would you come to the Bangladeshi Muslims whose barren souls have never known Christ's soul-satisfying rest? Would you come, Lord Jesus? Would you judge every evil and would you bring in your new creation? Friends, you see, Habakkuk 2.14 and Matthew 6, 9-10, they're really about the same thing. They're an invitation to us all to align our lives with God's purpose, to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord until his kingdom is established in all the nations. As we close, how do we do it? How do we do it? Number one, we pray for the glory of his kingdom. St. Matt, you know, I'm not meaning to sound trite here, but it's, Always, it always starts with prayer. And here's why. Because the desire to live according to God's purpose and the power to live according to his purpose is entirely supernatural. It's miraculous. It comes from God. We can't manufacture it from within ourselves. It must come from God. It's a gift of his pure grace. So would you surrender your desires to his purpose? And pray for the nations of the world. Pray for your heart to be filled with his desire to reach them. Because we don't naturally have that desire. Guys, prayer is the supernatural beginning of God's glory filling the earth. Second, would you proclaim the glory of the kingdom? Because people can only know the glory of the Lord. They can only enter the kingdom. They can only taste the eternal delights of the new creation through Jesus Christ and his gospel. He's the only hope for salvation and there is no other way. And guys, if we're struck 
if we're struck by this glorious picture of God's glory covering the earth, you know what? We won't be able to help ourselves from speaking this glorious gospel to people. And when we proclaim the gospel and we have the privilege of seeing people respond to it, we're laying the foundation of God's glory filling the earth. And finally, would you live out the glory of the kingdom? Because here's the thing, the gospel isn't just something we share with others. It's something that totally shapes our worldview. If God's purpose is about filling the earth with his glory, and if we're really living for that purpose, guys, we're going to think very hard about how our lives line up to that purpose. It'll invade our thoughts and our imaginations, our motivations, our behaviors, our bank statements, our calendars. Let me give you a few examples. I met a guy called James recently. James is a Christian physio in Sydney. He and his family love Jesus and they genuinely live their lives to help others love him too. And they've thought carefully about how to do this. And here's the thing that really struck me. They decided very early on in their careers that every time they got a raise at work, they wouldn't spend it on buying a bigger TV or upgrading their house. Instead, they decided to use every raise they received to support world mission. That just blew me away. It's just one of the ways they're supporting God's purpose of filling the earth with his glory. Or second, let me introduce you to some guys I met in Melbourne. They decided to take turns fasting and praying 24 hours a day for two whole weeks so that the nations would come to know Jesus. I learned a little bit about them. It turns out they were from a church very much like St. Matt's. They loved the Bible. They loved Jesus. They were business people and engineers and teachers. And because of their desire to reach the unreached, they decided to rent a house in a Muslim neighborhood. And throughout the week, they're opening their home and witnessing the love of Christ to their Muslim neighbors. It's uncomfortable. It's costly. It's hard. But they're allowing God to fill the earth with his glory through them. And then there's my friends, finally, Mary and John. Mary is a nurse working in palliative care. John is an engineer. They realized that they could use the skills that God had given them, but just do it in an unreached country. They use their professional skills whilst also witnessing to the love of Jesus and helping to establish the local church so the glory of the Lord can fill the earth. St. Matt's, do you think God might be calling you to do something similar with your life? Do you think God might have led you here to be established so well in the gospel so that you could go and share this hope with one of the thousands of unreached people groups around the world because they will never know Jesus or meet a Christian unless we go. But will we go? St. Matt's, don't believe the lies of the middle-class Australian dream. Life is not a pyramid that we climb and climb for our own glory. Life is a ladder we descend down and down for his glory. As the missionary Jim Elliot said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Align your life with his ultimate desire and be an instrument in his hands to fill the earth with his glory 
Give yourself away. Serve him wholeheartedly. Die and then be forgotten. In the end, it's the only way to live truly satisfying, joyful, and purposeful lives. Well, my friends, in my last year of university, you will be happy to know that God met me through his word and in his sovereign grace, and I finally found it. My purpose. It was both the most painful and most joyful event in my life. Painful because I realized how stupid I was to find my purpose in myself and in the world's desires. But so incredibly joyful because I knew my purpose finally in Jesus. To glorify him, to delight in him, to live in him and for him. Friends, may we all find our purpose in our Lord's ultimate desire to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for this beautiful verse. I pray, Lord Jesus, that your powerful Holy Spirit would work in our lives and help us, Lord Jesus, to give us discernment and wisdom and knowledge and love that we may use our lives to be instruments of your glory, filling the earth. And we pray, Lord Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Penn Hills 6pm Congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmatt's.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.